To preface, this is a relational podcast. We are not certified mental health experts. We are here to talk about real-life examples from firsthand experiences. Listener discretion is advised. We hope you relate. We hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Shoelaces and Sunshine podcast. My name's Rachel. And I'm Janet. Let's converse mental health. Yes. (laughs) It's so good to be back with all of you. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I learned and have been kind of following in therapy. And this was quite a few years ago when my therapist really explained it to me about life, really. And what she said was, what you need to do, and this was kind of a visual because I'm a visual person, is you just need to ride the waves. And what she was trying to say to me is that as a person who experiences a lot of ups and downs, whether it's a manic episode or a depressive episode. I Let's take a manic episode, for instance. So I, during those manic episodes, I have a lot of energy and I'm riding a high. And I just continue to run kind of like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I hope, I hope everybody... That was listening is realizes what the energizer bunny is, but because then I've really aged myself like Roadrunner, like the Roadrunner. That's right. There we go. My question now that you bring this up, because I personally do not go through the same experiences as yourself, but how often do you experience like manic episodes? I happily. I have been over the years have been able to, through therapy and through medication, been able to regulate them much better. So at the beginning, I had a lot of manic episodes and they were very high. So for instance, when I was first diagnosed, I was ripping up the carpet in my house. I was painting all the rooms. I was, you know, spending a lot of money changing, you know, different rooms would become bedrooms. Some bedrooms would then become sitting rooms. Right. You know, I mean, I was just all over the place. I like how your manic episodes turned into interior decorating. Yes, exactly. I think that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mine developed. Mine developed. I mean, unfortunately, some people's develops where it can hurt themselves, you know, where it becomes like a sexual addiction or it becomes a drinking and they become an alcoholic or, you know, some drug use. Exactly. Yeah. Mine just happened to be ripping up carpet because I saw wood floor underneath and... (laughs) 
you know, I decided that I could rip up all the carpet and move all the furniture myself. At this that's, that's me every time we choose to watch HGTV together. Yes. We watch Good Bones. There was like oh. a long, prolonged, what am I saying? It was a, like a whole day. Do you remember no. that? I think it was your I, birthday. I, we spent the entire yes. day watching Good Bones on HGTV and it was yes. the best it was the best time ever I'm not even gonna lie I sit there yes. and I'm like I could have that green kitchen exactly <laughs> give me some paint you know I'll take a brush brush and paint I'm not gonna do that what happens is that that high feels so good because I know what it feels like to be depressed and I don't want to go there because that's an awful place to be being depressed depressed I I would completely agree with you on that subject it's weird because I always bring it back up to our youth this is all I could think about is the fact that like growing up and being like a teenager and even Mm -hmm. coming into college like people don't understand what depression is I guess Mm -hmm. they like I said in previous episodes kids use it because it's been kind of normalized in a way yeah but like I remember growing up and just being sad and you can sit there and be like I'm just so depressed but are Mm -hmm. you are you sure like I've never really experienced depression until getting older because I've realized that with age comes a lot of one responsibility and a lot of knowledge. You learn a lot of stuff as you get older. When you're under your parents' like supervision and stuff like that, mm-hmm. there is a lot that is kept from you that you right. couldn't even like imagine. And I just it's just when I came to college, it was just like it was a whole different experience. I'm experiencing people that have dealt with it for years. I've experienced it myself moving from a warm state to a cold state mm-hmm. for college i experienced seasonal depression like i've never felt before covid depression is real let's talk about that too but yeah. it's just i just wanted to throw that in there because i feel like depression people have such a loose term of it nowadays but like mm-hmm. when we're talking depression we're talking like we're talking serious business. Like this is stuff that people deal with on a day-to-day basis, you know, like right. yourself, you know? So I just wanted to throw that out there for people that are just like me and don't really have that much knowledge on how bad it can actually get. Well, I I appreciate you saying that because I think the term is used loosely. When I have an episode of d- depression, I always explain it as being at a at the edge of a cliff and if there's any wrong move that I make I'm just gonna fall into a hole an abyss I understand that as well just because I mean I've experienced some especially during quarantine I've experienced a lot of feelings that I could relate to depression Mm -hmm. on a spectrum and it's not even like Like, for me, I guess I can explain it more in a sense like I'm trapped. I keep using the term to people that I feel like a caged animal. 
Like I am very high energy. People that know me, I'm very wound up a lot of the time. I'm just, I am the human version of basically the road runner, but it's yes. just me being me. Yes. But being in quarantine and having to kind of slow myself down a bit mm-hmm. has been a lot to deal with as an individual. It's getting better every every day. I mean, like I said, Janet, I started knitting. If anybody didn't yeah. know that, I took up knitting so I'd have something to do with myself. I enjoy taking showers and watching Netflix. Like, right. it's the thing you kind of figure out for yourself. But I feel like a caged animal or mm-hmm. I'm in a constant state of being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. that's how I explain it to people it's just mm-hmm. it's like I have so much and like but I also don't want to step on anybody's toes because me and you Janet I feel kind of relate on what bothers us and I think it's mm-hmm. just that people pleasing aspect that we have it is it is and that's very true that you and I both are people pleasers and with that comes a whole nother set of issues you know <laughs> absolutely when you start caring about your feelings and someone else's analysis oh <laughs> it's like that tv show baggage do you remember baggage was that a dating show yes <laughs> yes i do remember it with the big suitcase the little suitcase yes yes so anybody yes. that doesn't know the premise of baggage this is so incredibly off topic, but hear me out. It's an entire show. I think Jerry Springer was the host. Yes, he did. Yes, he was. Yes. And he would invite these people. They could be boys or they could be girls. And they would like bring three people that could like potentially end up going on a date with this person that was chosen. Right. And they would have a piece of small baggage, medium baggage, and large baggage, right? And from the baggage chosen, the people would have to decide, like, oh, that's too much for me. You know what I mean? So, like, like Susie could eat her hair, but, like, Karen collects doll heads. Like, right. And which one's worse? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the person had to decide. Yep. I do remember that. And it was so corny. They would all sit there and be like... I'm a tough stallion to tame and stuff like that. And it's just like, what? <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Bring baggage back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially now, right? We need something that just takes us away to that. Speaking uh, of COVID not like being a complete letdown, they're doing a Thanksgiving Day parade this year. I don't know how, but I saw on LinkedIn that... Maybelline or L'Oreal or something like that is doing a float this year that promotes women in STEM. So, like, it's paired with, like, NASA or something like that. Really? Yeah. I saw that on LinkedIn, and I was like, does that mean they're having a Thanksgiving Day parade this year? <laughs> like, Exactly. <laughs> I pray to God they're having one this year. I know. Wouldn't that be terrible? I wonder if they're going to do it without people. People. I know. But you know how they have football games with minimal people and... The cardboard cutouts. Right. <laughs> did I happen to tell you? I think I already told you this, but did you know the cardboard cutouts are $500 a piece? Like, people pay to have their cardboard cutouts at those games. No. Yeah. Now, who's the brilliant person that thought of that? I don't know, but that's the greatest marketing scheme I've ever heard in my exactly. life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, who sat there and thought, you know what? 
that's what we're going to do to get some money. Exactly. Year, you know, we're not selling food. We're selling cardboard. <laughs> and it's just like a big baby in the stands and like a dog. <laughs> that's the best. I need to pay more attention. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You check the OSU football game and it's just my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh see people really do take advantage in a positive way of the pandemic honestly I mean, are- it's nice to see that some people are thriving under these circumstances yes, like your marketing people right now are just having a field day of just being like "Ooh, what are we gonna do that we've never done before next <laughs> i know i know <laughs> It, it is that way. It's it's like we're really getting out of balance. We have like one end or the other and there's no medium ground, you know, that it's, people it's, are really gaining a lot from it or their their lives are being. Yeah, well, it's the people that get to go back to work for me, you know, like yeah. it's like. But like actually get to go back to work, not like sit at home and do your work. Because no. I've been doing that for months and I promise you it's not giving me any serotonin. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. And I totally agree with you about the sunshine. And I don't think that this would bother Aunt Agnes, who is obviously a family member and who li- lives in in Ohio in Columbus. And she has been very open about being affected by seasonal affective disorder and that living in Ohio is very, is very difficult. And you wish that when people realized that, that they could pick up and, you know, move to a place where they could experience, you know, more sun and things like that. So but, you know, there are things that you can do with the with the light. They have the lighting, the LED lighting that you can you can set up and sit in front of for so however long that they allow you to do that. But, you know, it still doesn't make up for true sunshine. It also like to bring that up as well coming back to our original topic for today as well even if you pick up and move to let's say florida life's still a beach you know like gotta ride the waves it's that no and and that's what i was you know it's a journey you know life is a journey and there are going to be ups and downs to it And that's what I think, you know, my therapist was trying to say that, you know, you have to make sure that you ride those waves (laughs) when you try to bump up against it or bump up against that wave or you try to stop a wave and adamantly say, you know, I'm not going to cross over this wave. I'm not going to. I just am going to stay right here at this point. You're really going to get stuck, not just in in the water where you're going to have the waves continue to crash and kind of hit you, but your journey in life is not going to continue in that smooth way of riding that that wave because when i 
being that I experience highs and lows, and this happened much earlier, but when I was feeling good, I spent a lot of time worrying about that fall because I knew a fall was coming. Right. And this is after you were diagnosed, correct? Mm-hmm. Really? I I'd, I'd never thought of it that way before. But now that you say that, it makes sense like that you would just be like, how can I even enjoy this when something mm-hmm. bad's about to happen? Right. You know? Exactly. That's a good way of putting it. I'm not enjoying this good time because I'm just waiting for the shooter other shoe to drop. Yeah. And then this shoe drops. And when that happens, I get upset that it happens because it's as if here I go again. When right. is this gonna stop? And then I think, well, I'll never feel better again because you're depressed. So you never feel better again. I'm never gonna life is is really bad. I don't have a purpose. I, you know, all those really negative self-talk. And it really is a beach. Beach. <laughs> yeah. We are so clever. Now that you mentioned it as well, I was thinking about this for a little bit. Isn't it weird when you, I feel like I've experienced enough life to say this. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird that do you ever look at your life like it's phases? Sure. Like yeah. I go through a phase of my life and you're just like, oh, here I am. Like it's a roller coaster. Like people use that phrase a lot. Yes. Or if you're me, I spent my entire sophomore year of college saying my life was a sitcom with no laugh tracks. Like, oh, you know okay. what I mean? But like yeah. you also think of phases of your life surrounded by the culture that you set yourself with whether it be Mm -hmm. a show that you're watching or music you're listening to and stuff like that do you think those outside aspects have a direct effect on how you feel oh yeah a lot of times what happens I think is when I'm in it I might not realize it right away that's exactly what I was thinking too because I've said this so many times on this podcast it's not even funny it's like being in a relationship Mm -hmm. you don't know how bad it is until you get out of it you know what I mean right so like any like my only advice for people that are in relationships I'm also in my own relationship I'm saying relationship marriages are a whole different ball game yeah Yes. life that you're <laughs> she, that you chose to live together and all this yeah. stuff but anyone that's listening that's young mm-hmm. is my number one or I'll say three let's say three main goals of like okay. relationships and I'm gonna do it in a way where we're not like singling out let's say men or, or let's say okay. women one listen to your friends and family they know a lot that you don't know yes that's a very um, good point they're very good judges of character, and they see past the things that might you might see past yourself, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Two, if they cheat, leave them. They'll do it again. And three, if they are making you feel as if you can't share your best experiences with them, leave. I've been mm-hmm. in relationships before where I didn't even share my, my triumphs and my victories because I Some people just can't compare. You know what I mean? It's relationships in general. Let's say, of course, I was talking about relationship relationships, but like, let's say friendships as well. Sure. You can't sit there and talk about your victories or 
your experiences, your your heartaches, your troubles and stuff like that. Why are they there? Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. It's just true. like like we're all in this together. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I don't know why I just went off on a relationship tangent either, but that's just stuff I think about all the time. I think I've said this on the podcast as well before. One of my best friends, Sophia, if you're listening, hey, tells me all the time you have friends for a reason, you have friends for a season, you have friends for life. Yeah. That's um, a be- yeah, that's a beautiful saying. When you look at that and carry that on like with you as you go along meeting new people and having new experiences and stuff, it makes that heartache and that that loss so much easier because you're just like everything happens for a reason, you know? And I feel like a lot of people my age deal with traumas that come from just new experiences. Mm -hmm. And I feel I can't even like single it out just to people my age because I bet people go through stuff all the time that they didn't expect was going to happen. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, like, and like you were saying earlier as well about uh, riding the waves and stuff, you got to just kind of let it happen. I definitely realized that this year with COVID, I've had so many things not go my way. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people that's like, I'm impatient. And I know mm-hmm. I'm impatient. Don't tell me I don't think I'm impatient. I am <laughs> impatient, but I'm impatient. I like things happening. Yeah. I like things happening on my schedule. And I like knowing what's going to happen. I have a fear of the unknown. Oh, sh- yeah. I can understand that. I do. So, too. so having this whole year of things being canceled, watching things not be the same. It's depressing if you do say so. If like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, I totally do. <laughs> and that's why I kind of reach back and say the journey that we're all on and life's a beach <laughs> and you you do need to ride the wave and remember that life is full of waves. And so with waves that never visual, stop. that's right. Waves exactly. Never stop. Exactly. And so, and it's kind of like you and, and Sophia were saying too, we have seasons in our lives to sitcoms. Yes. And sitcoms. But when we become so fixated on what we're in and what's going on and we can't see that this is a season or that this is a time frame and that things will move on that's when it's not positive you know we need to it's being stuck you know and fearing loss fearing loss of like even experience and stuff I've dealt with a lot of that in the past too it's just like you don't want things to be different because you don't want to experience that loss again. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's true. And it feels exactly like that, a loss. And, you know, you don't want to feel that hurt, even though it's almost as if you have to to get to the other side. I feel like I say so much of this stuff on the podcast already, but honestly at this point I'm going to stop apologizing for it and just realize that these are things I'm going to say on a regular basis because I live by them wait you grow through what you go through 
So without having these experiences, suffering these heartaches, these losses, these these waves of life that people go through, you're not growing as an individual. You're not growing intellectually. You're not growing experience-wise. You're not growing as a well-rounded human being, right. basically. You are one-sided and you're scared of change. But look around you. Everyone's scared of change. Right. It's the people that you surround yourself with, though, that make things bearable, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the experiences that you have, like, let's say, going to therapy or practicing Mm self-care and stuff like that that help you get through these experiences. Mm -hmm. I think, Rachel, that's the key point, you know, that we're, I hope we're trying, you know, that we're getting across (laughs) is that, you know, is that if you're experiencing these low times or struggles and they don't just happen once, you know, and they don't just have to be uh, diagnosed, you know, from a doctor. Never. You're going to have issues and struggles throughout our life. Life is hard, you know, and so we want to get across is that because of that, we want to to know that you're not the only one and that there are people out there who are experiencing the exact same thing and there is a lot of you don't need to be afraid to say something because there's so many people who can agree with you especially right now yeah I feel like COVID's brought in the worst, not the worst, I don't want to objectify it, but like the most out of people, I guess. Right. The most insecurity, the most mental health decline, like stuff like that. Like this is no joke. Like we talk about all the people in this country, in this world that are suffering from insecurity, let's say financially. Right. I um, volunteer with a nonprofit organization that helps eradicate gl- global poverty. Yeah. And trust me, a lot of people are dealing with things on a scale that the United States cannot compare to. Right. But there's also times where I sit here and I think to myself, why don't we talk about the decline that everyone, everyone is experiencing? Mm-hmm. And that is this decline of sanity in a way, you know? But I don't know. More recently, I've kind of come to the terms of just kind of riding this wave. I was so like, ready, ready, ready. Let's move it on. Let's get it over with. Let's let's sit inside. Let's do this thing. We're going to be done, right? And <laughs> not everyone thinks like I do, because if they did, we would be over this by now. <laughs> but I've gotten to this point where I'm just kind of riding it out. I'm just mm-hmm. excited, looking forward to things that I can control, like going home and seeing my parents and all this stuff. Did I mention to you earlier, Janet, I was on the phone with Sophia earlier. Sophia is one of my closest friends, like I said earlier. And I was mentioning that I was going to go home for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. And then probably not come back until January. And she was like, yeah, if these states actually let you travel, I'm like, there's no way on God's green earth I'm staying in this house (laughs) for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I right. want them to pull me over so I can say, I'm going home. Like, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just, 
don't keep me. I, you're not keeping me from my family, my parents. Like, and- I watched a video the other day. He was uh, posting a video responding to New York's rule that, like, people couldn't travel for Thanksgiving or something like that. I could be wrong. You can fact check me on that. But it was yeah. something al- along the lines of that. And he was sitting here like, I'm not going home for Thanksgiving because my family and I made the decision that we weren't going to get together for Thanksgiving this year. Like with mask mandates and stuff like that, I completely get that. We're just out there in a public space trying to protect everyone around us. Right. And same with the aspect of letting people decide what is safe or not safe for their families. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're choosing to put yourself at risk. So sorry for that tangent as well. But no, it's it's what we're dealing with now and what I think our government's trying to deal with now and everybody is having their own experiences with it, whether it be they have had the virus themselves, they have family members who have had it, or they've been indirectly affected thank you affected (laughs) by it you know whether they've you know they own a restaurant or they work in an industry that you know has shut down or they're trying Um, to go to college or they're trying to go to college and their college life has been just turned upside down and you know it is something that we'll look back on in years to come that because we don't know when this is gonna all be over we just have to ride it out even though that's hard to do that yeah exactly exactly and do it the best that we we can to get to get through this because lord knows it's not easy it is not easy Everything happens for a reason. Maybe a lot of people had a lot of growing to do. That's right. I mean, we can... To look at it from a more optimistic standpoint. Look at how much growth is going on during this year. Just remember, I can't say this right ever. You grow through what you go through. Life is a beach. Surround yourself with people that only lift you up. Don't bring you down. Yep. And be strong and support yourself. Yeah. And make decisions for yourself. That's right. I think those are those are perfect words to say. And it's a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> but every day I go through my everyday activities telling myself that it's okay to feel like a caged animal sometimes. <laughs> and bring baggage back on TV. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Do you have a any- shout out? To Jerry Springer. Shout out Jerry Springer. <laughs> Do you have any final words, Janet, before we wrap things up for today? I think this has been a good a good discussion about, you know, life being a journey. And I know that there's, you know, we're all done with the way life has been for this past, you said, year. And I think that we need to remember that this is a part of our journey. And we just need to ride through it and keep finding things like knitting, 
but find things that are going to help us get through this wave of our life. Absolutely. Well, final words before uh, we cut out for today. We have an email. And I feel like this podcast, this episode specifically, is a great time to reiterate that we do have an email and that we would love people reaching out to us directly to bring up any concerns, questions, experiences that you want to share with us. We are happy and we are healthy and we are here to show you what is up. So to contact me and Janet and I directly... (laughs) You're going to use the email Janet and Rachel at gmail.com. So it is J A N E T A N D R A C H E L at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. It was nothing but a pleasure to serve you all today. And we look forward to seeing you in the coming weeks as we head into our holiday season. Yes. Happy Turkey Day. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about us and the work that we do, as well as find previous episodes, please visit www.shoelacesandsunshine.com.